The views and opinions expressed on the Middle Class VO podcast are solely those of the hosts and guests. Any feelings hurt therein are an unfortunate byproduct of the quest for infotainment. Also, please be reminded that concerted efforts have been made so as not to put anyone's knickers in a twist. Having one's knickers in a twist is not an objective or goal. However, if your knickers are in a twist and it persists for more than four hours, please seek out a physician. Moreover, if anyone were to feel besmirched by any of the commentary on the Middle Class VO podcast, it would be purely coincidental. No besmirchment is intended. Please enjoy. Coming up on the Middle Class VO podcast. Joe Schmo is the best at this. Joe Schmo also does this. Did you know Joe Schmo voted this way? And they just load and load you up with facts and numbers. If you need e-learning, we're just an email away. Corporate narration, tell us what to say. Explainer video, imaging radio, slinging local cars, reading IVR. No, we ain't no stars. This is the middle class video. Podcast, the middle class VO podcast, the middle class VO podcast. Welcome to the middle class VO podcast. Kevin Kilpatrick in Cincinnati, Bobby Maxwell, or Kevin Kilpatrick in Nashville, Bobby Maxwell is in Cincinnati, and we are so excited to have journalist, author, actor, and former member of the United States House of Representatives. Trey Radel on the phone with us. Trey, how are you? I'm doing well. Great to be with you. Thanks so much. Now, we're here today uh, to talk on the podcast about the political voiceover genre. And so how do you fit into the world of voiceover, Trey? Uh, I have done some voiceover work myself, uh, but primarily I have worked with, been contracted by uh, either political organizations, sometimes campaigns, to uh, uh, do all of the creative and production uh, for uh, radio spots, television spots, uh, and of course anything that runs on digital. And so that includes everything from, you know, it's all of the production, writing the script, coming up with something creative, finding the right VO talent. Uh, and, and typically here in market, I don't, uh, even really in the state of Florida, I don't do any voiceover work here. Uh, and so it's incumbent upon me to go find it. That's great. How does uh, your background lend to that? I've always been a political animal uh, since growing up in uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio. Props to Bobby. I uh, <laughs> gosh, going back to grade school, I was a news junkie uh, in high school. I realized I'd become uh, uh, fascinated with politics, especially international stuff. And so I eventually got into politics and media. I mean, uh, just a very quick recap of my career. It, it Basically, anything that has to do with communicating, writing, uh, messaging, I've worked in a lot of the fields. So I was a TV news anchor and reporter. Uh, now living here in Florida, I was a TV news reporter. So I was the idiot standing in the hurricanes when you would be in <laughs> Tennessee or Ohio watching uh, a, a, a local reporter uh, on CNN, Fox, or MSNBC. I was that guy. So I've been a reporter, anchor, uh, hosted uh, political radio. Um, uh, I had advised on campaigns, run a campaign, was in the house, and then I have done, since then, I've done anything and everything involved in politics, consulting, uh, the creative aspects, 
Uh, and again, all of those cutting across all mediums, digital, radio, TV, and print. Tell us more. Wow. So I- I'm just guessing here. I'm thinking it's going to be a crazy political year, right, Trey? <laughs> going to be? Ah! <laughs> It's already started. Exactly. I'm I'm making a joke there. Because (laughs) of of that, I mean, we're already seeing things heat up, obviously. But how does that compare to other presidential election years, what we're we're facing in the next uh, 14 months? Well, so while I have my own political philosophies and beliefs, um, I, I always know that I can take off my partisan hat and attempt to give non-political, non-partisan assessment. And my jaded assessment is that we are in a really polarizing time. You know, I don't need to tell anyone that. Uh, Mm -hmm. With that um, comes, God, this this sounds even more jaded, people spending a lot of money. And what I mean by that are, of course, the party apparatus will spend money, you know, Republicans, Democrats, and their their various organizations that they have uh, underneath their umbrella of a political party is absolutely going to spend millions and millions of dollars. But there's something new. And and even in talking about this to to bring in optimism with my being jaded here, if you're a VO talent, there's a lot of work (laughs) and it comes through these other organizations that are often referred to as PACs, political action committees, but there are also various forms of those, which may be what are called 501C4s or even 501C3s. While they cannot technically lean uh, political, they can by IRS, by the way that they work with the IRS, the way they're categorized, they can quote unquote educate people. Now, let me give you a little funny anecdote of how educating people works. And <laughs> so here's what happens. So and some of it's happening now uh, for voiceover talent or, or on, uh, on TV, you know, editors, ph- photographers, everybody gets business with this. Here's how a, an educational, nonpartisan, nonpolitical, the mic, my microphone's now dripping with sarcasm, uh, how, <laughs> how this works. And, and it'll go something like this. Hi, IRS, I'm here to form a 501c4 that will educate people about Donald Trump. And if you are educating people on Donald Trump, you can come out and say, Donald Trump kicks puppies. Donald Trump hates babies. Uh, And, and, you know, play the sinister music behind it. Um, But what you cannot do by in any way is what's called... Um, express advocacy. And what that is, is you are forbidden by the IRS to say, vote for Donald Trump or don't vote for Donald Trump. That's illegal. But you can tell everyone that this man's a, you know, philanderer, hates our country. And he, now on the, on the mm-hmm. other side of that, you can, you know, you can also quote unquote, educate people and put out an ad that says, you know, Donald Trump is the second coming of Jesus Christ and everybody should vote for, you know, everybody, everybody needs to recognize that. But again, you cannot say go vote for Donald Trump or do not vote for Donald Trump. So these are the, these things are happening right now. 501c3s, 501c4s, political action committees and more are all out there already running ads in digital space and some of it on TV already. There's the facts. 
Trey, you're getting pretty wow. intense there with the uh, the mock voiceover. What <laughs> in your ears makes for? I mean, it was dramatic. It was compelling. What in your ears makes for a great political voiceover? I think a few things have to come with that. First of all, a voiceover actor is an actor. You have to become that person. And that sounds overdramatic. It sounds even a little cheesy. But the reality is, is in my experience of working with or even watching the, the best of the best voiceover actors do what they do, they are in the booth. Their hands are moving. Their facial expressions are changing because you become an actor. And to do that, you got you got to really get behind what you're doing. There has to be a level of, of being genuine about it. And so you go from that into the voice itself. Now, look, uh, the, the voice voices can be anything. It can be uh, someone who has a certain dialect, a certain accent, uh, anything. It depends on what the what is being looked for at that moment. Um, but you're looking for just someone who can convey your message in the most effective way possible. And that again is going to depend on the personalities and what you want said behind your script. The best of the best are able to do Look, let me give props to Bobby here. I have, have worked with, and I know uh, Bobby's range. I've utilized her multiple times because she can do a very warm, you know, a warm sounding commercial to a little humor. Uh, I've even utilized her to do something. There's one commercial in particular that I'm thinking of here that was utilized to do humor, but sound genuine. And that's a really fine line that you're walking there. Mm -hmm. And when voiceover actors can do that, that's amazing to me. And, and, I, I, and Bobby also can do, with, with that distinct voice, uh, very intense uh, commercials as well, very intense voiceover projects. So, you know, I think the best well, of the best <laughs> can be diverse and, and can do a wide range of things. But obviously there are some times where you're going to look for somebody specific, and that may be dependent upon the area of the country that you're working Again, you know, think the Southeast and the Southern accent. Think New York City uh, or, or whatever. And, um, and so sometimes the, the, the perfect person is going to be dependent uh, upon that. Follow up to that, Trey. How important is the, the voiceover in the big scheme of things uh, with script writing, with the production, with your digital and all forms? How important is the voiceover? They're all equally important they are they're all critical you can have the best voiceover artist in the world voice a total piece of trash script and uh, you know that that is not effective and if the script is not effective nothing is uh even the you know if you screw up the music in the background if you're not if it doesn't flow with what you're trying to do it, it then is a distraction i mean you know, it, it's kind of like watching the TV. The, you can watch the best TV news anchor in the world deliver something to you uh, that is heavy news. But if that person has coffee on their white shirt or food, a jelly donut on their cheek, you, you have no <laughs> idea what they're saying. And that, that's in the same vein of music. If the music's off, if the script is, and I, I kind of go back to, this is me getting ultra political now, like 
the worst types of script I think that are regurgitated every year are what I call 1990s PowerPoint presentations, where it's like, Joe Schmo is the best at this. Joe Schmo also does this. Did you know Joe Schmo voted this way? And they just load and load you up with facts and numbers and this and that. And the, the listener and or viewer gets lost. So that's those are two components, but the voiceover artist, you can have the best script. And if you have a voiceover artist who's like, hi, um, you know, I just want to tell you about this guy that he's just really great. And, you know, no, no passion, no, no conviction. So they're all critical. Yeah. You know, Trey, you really, really could teach a course to voiceover talent out there. I mean, <laughs> You'd be perfect. There's, there, we have our big annual um, voiceover convention in Atlanta every March, and I could so see you having your own session. Yeah. <laughs> It'd be intriguing, that's for sure. I lived in Atlanta for a while. Fun city. March, I'll mark it there down on go. the calendar. <laughs> yeah, really. So where do the political consultants or the PACs or whatever generally find their VO talent? Kevin and I have a management company in New York, and there is a, a segment of our one of our, our agents is really into the political thing. So we're going to be getting a lot of auditions that way. How else do they reach out and find the talent? You know, uh, I uh, and a lot of the people that I work with have utilize the, the internet's changed the game. You know, the internet, once again, in the voiceover industry, we see how it has literally blown up the business model for every single industry ever. I mean, you, mm -hmm. I, you could talk about, here's a random fun fact. I grew up in the funeral industry in, in Cincinnati. Uh, and mm -hmm. it, the internet too has changed the way that you seek prices for something as either morbid or however you want to look at it as a casket. Uh, to, you know, everything, the music industry just absolutely decimated uh, uh, the movie industry as well. So uh, voiceover, the voiceover industry, in mo with most of the people that I have worked with, they go digital, vo the various websites, uh, voices.com, mm -hmm. voice123. You know what else is interesting these days is Fiverr. Uh, Fiverr is an ultra cheap place where I swear to God, you can get the absolute most horrible, terrible voiceover artists with the lowest quality stuff that you could even, like they're recording it on their iPhone while the air yeah. conditioning's blasting behind them. Um, <laughs> but there are, there's also some undiscovered talent, I think, there. And if you, if you find someone, and this goes to, to me from being jaded to being optimistic, if somebody's listening right now and is trying to break, you know, break through and get into the industry, you know, you maybe you've had people tell you just don't have the voice for it here or there, but I swear, you never know. You never know what distinct voice you're looking for that may be that may be able to deliver something that that just fits, and it can then become a long term relationship. Do you think you would find anybody on social media, like through LinkedIn or? Um... I'm not a huge user of LinkedIn. I'm sure that you could, and you know, with, with the way that you just embed a a real, you know, the, uh, the, yeah. the, your voiceover experience right there. Sure. I think that LinkedIn is a, is a way that you could, I think that just generally speaking, the, anybody that I know in politics is doing consulting or whatever, they, they typically will take some time to sort through the, the digital world. So the, the dot coms, as I mentioned, uh, and many will also, you know, have a relationship with someone that they have worked with in the past or consistently work with. 
we're talking about uh, auditions coming up in the, the next several months. What advice or tips, Trey, could you give to voice talents on landing uh, the jobs when they are auditioning? Email them every minute of the day and then text them and call. No, no, no. Um, uh, did I get the That's job? How I, I get got the hired job? by Trey. Yeah, you guys love that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's uh, it's it's one fifty nine in the afternoon. Can you get this to me by two uh, or whatever it may be? Um, yeah, I need this yesterday. Is is the common right mm-hmm. <laughs> request? Um, in terms of landing auditions, you just got to be yourself. Uh, I, I would. Say, if you try to be something that you're not, yeah, you're not going to go on any blacklist, but you're certainly not going to be utilized by any organization or specific person that works for that organization. Uh, again, um, your real has to be you. You know, don't, again, make sure that whatever you're doing, you can deliver. And, uh, mm-hmm. and if you can do that, you know, you, you, who knows what the future holds. I think sometimes people think that, oh, if I'm going to do something political, I think the immediate misconception is that it's got to be sinister as hell. I need to talk <laughs> in a really evil voice and breathe deep and not even edit out my breath. And anyway, uh, I think that, that people think that, but the reality is, is uh, some of the most effective ads are ones where it's just someone talking like normal. I mean, I think that's the same in radio. When I do my radio show, you know, I don't sit here and talk like, hey, uh, Trey Radel here broadcasting <laughs> live in downtown. You know, you just talk. You talk with people and you, <laughs> you use your normal voice. I, I do understand that in some voiceovers, you do want to enunciate, punch up words here and there, and you can work with your organization or the consultant, whoever you're working with. To, to understand what they want, but most of all, it's, it's about just being yourself and just allowing it to flow through you as the voice actor you are. Right. Do you find it's important that a candidate will want their talent to be the same party they represent? I mean, I don't, I've never known anyone to even ask that question to a voiceover time. I, you just want the person who's the best, who can best deliver everything that you need and that can include the 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 sound of the voice the intensity or less intensity of the voice the accent you know and i'd go back to the different regions of the united states or world for that matter um and uh you know but let me go back to being yourself maybe if there is a hardcore I'm going to take shots at both sides. You're a hardcore liberal voiceover actor. And you go to them to say, I want you to do a, a commercial on Donald Trump is the best ever. Make America great again. I just don't think, man, I wonder, well, whether or not they'd be able to deliver that in, a, uh, in the right way. You go to a, a, a hardcore conservative voiceover artist and I want you to pro- profess your love for Bernie Sanders. Tell me how much you love Bernie Sanders in this 30 second spot. It might be a little <laughs> difficult, but you know, most of all, uh, there's, there's no, I've never asked anyone. I don't, frankly, I don't care what anyone's political background is or their leanings are. I just want someone who can deliver the greatest product. Uh, and of course on time. There's the facts. That's great to know because a big question for political talent is, should my demo be all 
Republican or should my demo be all? Yeah, I, I'm, if you can mix it up, but, you know, I mean, look, now my wheels are turning and I'm just thinking out loud. here. I guess one potential issue could be uh, the market. You know, if if you're working with an organization, I, I you would you probably should ask if you're a voiceover actor where this is going to air. Uh, and in order, you know, again, if you want to keep a solid reputation, if an organization comes to you and says, we want you to do all of these pro Donald Trump ads and you know, and, and we're going to only run them in Florida, but you know that you are doing pro whatever Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Bernie Sanders ads in certain markets in Florida, you may want to give a heads up. Uh, because <laughs> could you imagine the same voice <laughs> literally, you know, what, what first 30 seconds? Cause I swear you listen to some radio stations and the closer we get to election, the election itself, you just have back to back to back to pol- oh, political yeah. ads where literally it's 30 seconds, 30 seconds of different. And that'd be pretty hilarious. And, and, but bad reflect badly on the, um, the voiceover artist. If you heard the same voice saying, <laughs> you know, vote for Donald Trump, uh, vote for whoever, whoever the, the uh, nominee is right. Trey, between now and uh, the actual election, what time frame will be the apex of political production? I mean, probably six months out leading right up to the election. I, I yeah. will tell you that when uh, this is from my own experience and consulting and just being in media for so long in, in TV, radio, and, e- and even print, um, when you six months out is when big dollars really start to pour in. I will say though, maybe it's even 30 out because the organizations, you know, we're talking about organizations, Democrats and Republicans, liberals and conservative, they're all, all behind it. And, you know, let's, let's set aside any talking points of, Oh, corporate dollars, this or that. Look, everybody's spending and leading right up to that election people go absolutely insane. Donors start to, you know, get really pressed for larger checks. The organizations start stepping up and saying, no, no, we need to do one really big last blast. So six months out is when you really start to be, see the big spending, but that, Mm -hmm. that peaks even, you know, maybe 30 days out before the election. It, uh, and that's just crazy time when everybody's throwing out all sorts of money to get anything and everything they can on air better for voice actors yeah we love it <laughs> yes <laughs> me too <laughs> we, we love you trey <laughs> he's been, awesome fun. <laughs> one of our best episodes ever i love it <laughs> yeah well if bobby doesn't have anything else we're gonna let you go because we know you're really busy uh journalist author actor and former member of the united states house of representatives trey radel has uh been on with us in the middle class vo podcast trey what's next on your schedule well, uh, I will. This is a shameless plug. I just authored, a co-authored a book with uh, former Governor George Pataki. He is he was the governor of New York during nine eleven, and so oh, that wow. that book's available on Amazon uh, and BarnesandNoble dot com right now. It's available digitally for pre order. It'll be in stores in December, and I'm really proud uh, uh, of it. It's. Uh, the book is very emotional, ups and downs, and everything that he saw behind the scenes of 9-11. But to make it relevant, uh, the governor talks about the political fallout ever since 9-11. And uh, the governor, a lot like me, it can absolutely remove 
his his Republican hat and just take a look at at our world today, where we stand and where things are at. And quite frankly, he then gets into how we can make things better. So uh, that uh, that book um, is called Beyond the Great Divide, How a Nation Became a Neighborhood. Uh, that's available now. And other than that, I, I do radio. Um, I'm always open to doing uh, voiceover work and, uh, and, and always looking for the next uh, political consulting gig, which is always a lot of fun as well. Well, Trey, thank you so much for your time, man. It's been a treat to have you on the Middle Class VO podcast, and uh, we'll be hitting you up again. Thanks, Trey. Thank you. This has been a lot of fun. Thank you both so much. Oh, what a great guest, Bobby. Uh, full of energy, Trey Radel. Um, he has been around the political game for a long time. He has served our country as a uh, House of Representatives member, and uh, he knows uh, all about the world of political VO. And, uh, oh, he does. Certainly shed a lot of insight. You know, I as he mentioned, I worked with Trey last political season. I had no idea he was that animated. I'd never really listened to his radio show before. <laughs> it was awesome. <laughs> yeah, and I, he's based in uh, Fort Myers now, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But uh, it, it sounds very promising. So if anybody's thought about doing political, sounds like there's some good money in the next year or so. Yeah, yeah. And there's still time to um, get your ducks in a row, so to speak, uh, because that big uh, apex, as we were talking about, is still to come for uh, the political voiceover world. So uh, get with your coaches, get with your demo producers, and get that stuff ready to go. And uh, you got to start marketing if you're going to be uh, doing that. You got to get the marketing stuff out there really soon if you want to catch. Uh, this political world of voiceover that is about to be a big freight train running through our industry. It really is. I'm excited because I've, I've been doing this for a couple of years and uh, 2020 is going to be massive. Nice. Well, Bobby, another great job as usual. Um, looking forward to the next episode of the Middle Class VO podcast. Bobby, where can folks find us? You can find us just about anywhere. <laughs> we, of course, are on Podbean. We're on iTunes. We're on, where else are we on? <laughs> We're everywhere. Slippery Pete's platform. <laughs> Let's see. Podbean, Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Instagram, yeah. Yeah, and we were even, we were even on another one that my buddy was telling me about. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even know we were on there. So, uh, yeah, we're, we're getting out there. Our footprint is getting bigger, Bobby, out there in the uh, social world. I love it. Can't wait to see who our next guest is. Well, Bobby, I hope you have a great rest of the week and uh, break a lip. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon. The Middle Class VO Podcast is a K2 Media Productions production. All views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and guests. The McVob Jingle was written and produced by Kevin. Co-produced and performed by Chloe Dolandis. Additional engineering by Zach Zimmett. Bobby's Hair and Makeup by Rebecca Adlita. Kevin's Wardrobe by Slippery Pete's Fashion Emporium. All previous episodes are available for download on Podbean. For the Middle Class VO Podcast, I'm Tracy Thibodeau. I'm Lisa Lou Perry. Thanks for listening. And don't miss the next episode of the Middle Class VO Podcast. The Middle Class VO Podcast.